Hello, good morning, and welcome back to our Thursday service. We call these playlists Let's Get Deep. We get into the deep things of God. Today I'm going to teach you how to have faith for dominion in life. I want you to type in the comments, I will dominate in life. The reality is God created you to dominate in life. The Bible says that when God made Adam, he gave him dominion and authority over all the earth. You know, God intended for mankind to have dominion in the earth, to rule over every beast of the field, every bird of the air, every fish of the sea. God intended for you to dominate in life. He did not intend for life to dominate you. And so at the end of this, you're gonna, that's going to be your reality. You're going to come out of this live stream knowing that God's anointed you to dominate. I want you to give this video a thumbs up, share it with somebody if you have not already. Thursday mornings are actually my favorite mornings because I, I take more time to teach you the deep things of God, to teach you that God actually has a plan for you to move up higher in the spirit. God has a plan for you to access more. You know, the Bible says that all things pertaining to life and godliness have been given. So we're going to tap into those today. Before I start teaching, I just want to say good morning to John. I want to say good morning to Logan, Megan, Amber, Mercy, Kate, Leo, Sarah. Good morning, everyone. And as you're jumping on, let me know in the comments where you're watching from. We've got a great community that we're building here. We're seeing major increase on social media, which is just a blast. I appreciate it a ton. The Lord's been very good to us. Good morning, Rachel. Margie, God bless you, Margie. Aiden, hello. Patricia. Andrew, good morning. Rachel's in Sacramento, California. Miguel's in Austin, Texas. We know John is in Plattsburgh, New York. Praise the Lord. You know, many preachers, they'll teach you that life is going to dominate you. They'll make it sound like, you know, you can't control what's going on from day to day, brother. We just got to be thankful. Today's a blessing. Tomorrow's not promised. We do know that, and that's a reality. Tomorrow's not promised. The Bible says it. But there's many more promises in that Bible than just tomorrow's not promised. God has over 6,000 promises that he's given to you to help you dominate in life. Did you know every person that came in covenant with God dominated in life? Abraham dominated in life. And the major, the major person that people will use is Job. They'll say, well, what about Job? The devil came and took his family, took his business, took everything from him. That's not dominating. Well, you forget he had business. He had family. He had already dominated. Now the devil did come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But at the end of the story, in the last chapter, it says God restored him double. So he dominated twice as much at the end of his story as at the beginning of his story. And I believe that's going to be your reality. You might have tasted a little bit of domination in your life. You might have dominated the devil on a couple levels. You may have dominated your job, your workspace, your sport. You might have dominated a little bit. But I'm going to tell you what, after this live stream, you're going to watch domination multiply 10x in your life, where you'll dominate the devil on every realm. You'll dominate finances. 
You're going to dominate relationships. You're going to be somebody of influence because God has given you faith to dominate in this life. I want you to take your Bible and go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2, starting in verse 24. Somebody type it in the comments for us. Deuteronomy 2, starting in verse 24. Good morning, Sydney. Bob, good morning. Bob Stiles said, I want what you have, Sunset, Louisiana. Well, if you're in Sunset, Louisiana and you want what I have, I want you to come to Ruston, Louisiana, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for Labor Day weekend. We're having three days of glory. And you'll catch it. It's called the Spirit of Faith. Anita's in South Africa. God bless you, Anita. Deuteronomy 2.24. Listen to this. Arise, set out, cross the river Arnon. See, I have given Sihon and Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land into your hands. This is God talking to Moses. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. Another translation says, begin to occupy the land and contend him in battle. I want you to type this in the comments and write it down. I must begin to occupy. All things pertaining to life and godliness, they've been given. But it is our responsibility to possess the land. We have to begin to occupy the promises of God. God had already promised the promised land into the hands of his people. He said, this is a land I promised to Abraham and all of his descendants. He told Moses, you're going to deliver them. Although you will not step into the land, you are going to possess some of what I have for you. So you must begin to occupy the promises of God. And how do you do it? He says, engage them in battle. This might shock somebody. Possessing the promises of God are not meant to be easy. You have to engage in battle. We are in a constant state of spiritual warfare. There is a constant battle happening all the time around you. You have to begin to possess and occupy the land. You must engage Goliath in battle. You must engage your mountain. You must walk around the walls of Jericho. You have to have the mentality that I will engage in battle anything that stands in my way between this promise of God and that promise of God. I will occupy. Let's keep reading. This day I will begin to put the dread of you and the fear of you on the nations that are under the whole heaven. Who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you? When you begin to possess the land that God has given to you, when you begin to engage the devil in battle to occupy what he his camps that he's put up around the United States, around your nation, around the globe. When you begin to possess the land, the fear of the Lord falls on the enemy. He says, I will make all of your enemies tremble before you. Your school, your business, your city, 
There's places around you that God has anointed you to occupy. Many people think, all right, I'm anointed. Therefore, wicked people are just going to flee out of my town. Bars are just going to close down. No, you have to possess. You've got to move in. I'm not saying go to the bar, sit down and have drinks with people to win them to Christ. That almost never works. What I'm saying is possess the land. For us at Faith Church here in Ruston, we are going to begin to possess the land on a much greater level. Pastor Stan Pody has a phenomenal plan put in place that we're going to begin doing outreaches all over Ruston, all over the surrounding cities. We are going to possess the land, door-to-door evangelism, social media evangelism. I just had breakfast with a guy that found us on social media and came to our church on Sunday and his life was changed and now he's bringing his girlfriend. Possess the land. Somebody type in the comments, possess the land. There's land and promises around you. God has anointed you to possess. He said in Deuteronomy 28, I have set you this day high above all the nations of the earth. You will be on top only, not beneath. I'll make you the head, not the tail. Your enemies might come against you one way, but they will flee from you seven different ways. God intends for you to be on the top in life, to dominate in life. I want you to go to Luke chapter 19 with me. And listen to what Jesus told the disciples. Luke chapter 19. I guess it's going to be, that's the MEV. Let me find the King James Version. Luke 19, verse 13. And Jesus called his ten servants. Or I'm sorry, he's telling the parable of the, of the pounds. Verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds, or talents, and said unto them, Occupy until I come. Occupy until I come. See, God's intention, Jesus, before he left the earth, he gave you talents. He gave you gifts. He gave you abilities. He gave you the Holy Ghost. He gave you the power that you need to occupy. And he said, I'm coming back again. I'm the master. I've given you these things, but I'm expecting to come back and see them multiplied. Now go occupy until I come. Occupy your family. Occupy your wife's family. Occupy your husband's family. Occupy your extended family. Occupy your business. Occupy your school. Occupy your city. Occupy your nation. I've anointed you to occupy. God never anoints anybody to keep them small. When the anointing of God comes on you, you can't even help but increase. You'll make a TikTok video, goes viral. You'll make a YouTube Shorts video, goes viral. You'll start preaching on the street. Within a week or two, you'll have a massive crowd. You'll plant a church. It'll explode. When God anoints you, you cannot stay small. He anoints you to dominate in life. Occupy until I come. Win souls for Jesus. Build disciples for Jesus multiply, duplicate, pass on your spirit, pass on the anointing, press into deep things of God. 
and occupy until he comes. I want to read you the the story of Joshua chapter 1. This is where we're going to spend the majority of our time this morning. God anointed Joshua to deliver his people into the promised land. God made this promise to Abraham and all of his descendants. And then Moses played a part in it, but Joshua fulfilled the promise. Somebody type this in the comments. I'm going to be a Joshua to my generation. I'm going to be a Joshua to my generation. I've already decided in my heart. I'm a Joshua to this generation. There's over 6,000 promises in this Bible for believers. And the Bible says, in Christ they are all yes and amen. I will be a Joshua to my generation on social media, in person. I will be the person God anoints to lead this generation into the promised land. And you can be that too. God will anoint you to be a Joshua in this generation. Starting in verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Did you know Joshua's mom was a nun? Praise the Lord. The assistant of Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. So now get up and cross over. Somebody type in the comments. Get up and cross over. God wants you to get up and cross over some things in life. There has to be a time in your life where I say, I'm getting up and I'm crossing over. This might be a bridge I've never gone over before, but I'm going to tie myself to somebody that's been over this bridge. I'm going to decide today I'm getting up and I'm crossing over. The river Jordan, he says, cross over the Jordan, you and all this people. So God is telling him, you get up, get the people around you up and cross over the Jordan. The river Jordan prophetically represents a place of promise. A place of encounters with God. Decide in your spirit, I'm getting up and I'm crossing over. I'm pressing in. I'm moving into the promises of God. I'm occupying. I'm pressing into an encounter with God. Elijah was taken up at the river Jordan. Jesus was baptized at the river Jordan. The river Jordan signifies that there's an encounter and there's a promise of God waiting for you on the other side. God's just saying, get up and cross over. You and all of this people. To the land that I am giving to the children of Israel. I have given you. I have given you. Past tense. He didn't say I will give you. He says I have given you. The promises of God have already been given to you. You just have to occupy. You just have to go into the land. You just have to get up and cross over. I've given you every place that the sole of your foot shall tread. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the Mediterranean Sea, toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I also be with you. I will not abandon you, and I will not leave you. Verse 6, he says this. This is God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and courageous, 
for you shall provide the land. I want you to get this. It doesn't say God will provide the land. You shall provide the land. God will get the promises for his people through you if you'll decide in your generation to get up and cross over. You will provide. Say, I shall provide. God paid the price. It's in covenant with God. You will be the person that God chooses to provide his promises to your generation. Be strong and very courageous in order to act carefully in accordance with all the law that my my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn aside from it to the right or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. God wants you to be successful. How do you dominate in life? Not by being a person that goes from failure to failure or mistake to mistake. God has anointed you to be successful. If there's any area of your life that is not a success, it's lacking the anointing. God's anointing has to be able to flow in that area. If it's not, find somebody who it is, serve them, sow into them, sit under them. The three S's, serve, sow, and sit. You serve into, if you don't have financial prosperity activated in your life, serve somebody that does. Sow into somebody that does and sit under somebody that does. And it'll get under your life. You can never catch something you don't sit under. Find somebody who's been successful. The book of Hebrews, it says, Be imitators of those who through faith and patience have obtained the promises of God. They've occupied. They've got up. They've crossed over. They've obtained the promises of God. Tie yourself to somebody like that. For me, it's my pastor, Pastor Stan. I've tied myself to him. And other great men of God, Pastor Mark Hankins, Brother Jonathan, Dr. Rodney. I've I've found great men of God that are where I want to be, and I've tied myself to them. I serve them when I have the opportunity. I sow into them on a consistent basis, and I sit under their teaching, under their anointing. Moses, or Joshua, sat under Moses. That's why God said, as I was with Moses, so shall I also be with you. Just get up and cross over. Do not turn aside from it. Verse 8, this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. My pastor preached on this last night. The first place God said the word must be is in your mouth. Keep God's word in your mouth. Keep the promises of God's word in your mouth. Remember, Jacob or Joshua and Caleb, they were the only two out of the 12 spies, out of Numbers 13 and 14, that possessed the land because God's promise was in their mouth. Unbelief was in the mouth of the 10. But when God's promises are in your mouth, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. It doesn't matter if there's giants, if there's enemies, if there's fortified walls. It doesn't matter what it looks like. As long as God's promises are in your mouth, His word is in your mouth, You're believing it, you're speaking it. You're believing it, you're speaking it. You're getting up, you're crossing over. You're acting on what you're speaking. You're acting on the promises of God. When you live your life that way, you will walk by faith and not by sight. Doesn't matter what's in front of you. Doesn't matter what the bank account looks like, what the doctor's report looks like. The devil and natural circumstances don't determine your destiny. God's promises determine your destiny. 
Meditate on it day and night, so that you may act carefully according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way successful, and you will be wise. Have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Jesus told his disciples, Don't be afraid, for I'm with you even to the end of the age. When I lay hands on the sick, you know why I know they will recover? Because Jesus has promised he's with me to the end of the age. When I preach the gospel, you know why I know people will get saved and it'll push out darkness and bring in the light? Because Jesus guaranteed me he's with me until the end of the age. If God be for me, who can be against me? My enemies might rise up, but they will flee faster than they, faster than they rose up against me. Challenges, circumstances, trials, they might show up, but the moment that I put my foot on it, it will dissolve. The moment I begin speaking the promises of God, it will dissolve. The walls will drop. That big, fat, ugly giant will fall off. I'll chop its head off in a heartbeat. God's anointed you to dominate in life. It's called the spirit of faith, Paul said. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, he said, We have it, meaning it's contagious, and we impart it. We have the same spirit of faith. That the psalmist David wrote where he said, I believe and so I spoke. Therefore, we believe and we speak. And that spirit of faith, David said, made him want to run at a troop and leap over a wall. My pastor says it'll make you swing out over hell on a cornstalk and spit in the devil's eye. It'll make a tadpole slap a whale. That spirit of faith is what anoints you to dominate in this life. I prophesy today, you will never be dominated another day of your life. From this day forward, you will dominate life. You will dominate circumstances. You will uproot mountains and cast them into the sea. You will slay every giant in your way. And every plan of the devil will dissolve as you speak God's word. You will dominate these next six months going into the end of the year in Jesus' name. If you receive it, type I receive it in the comments. And let's keep reading. God's anointed you to dominate. This is a good one. This is going to help people today. It's good to be reminded that you're not a doormat for the devil. Jesus said in Luke 10, 18 and 19, Behold, I, I beheld Satan, meaning he watched intently. I beheld Satan as he was struck down from heaven, like lightning. Like lightning. It doesn't say it was a hard battle. God struggled to strike him out of heaven. No, like lightning. God hit that boy so hard. He flew so fast. He descended so quickly. It looked like lightning. He's never seen someone get owned as hard as the devil got owned that day. Jesus watched the devil gets slapped down and called shorty from heaven like lightning. And then he said in verse 19, And behold, today we are in that day. I give you all authority over all the power of the devil, and nothing by any means shall harm you. You will trample on scorpions. You'll crush the head of serpents. 
Every demonic power from that day forward has been placed under your feet, not above your head. Like Brother Jonathan says, not even eye to eye with you. Under your feet. The devil's under my feet. Now verse 10, I want you to get this. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare food for in three days you will cross the Jordan to go take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. To the Reubenites, the Gittites, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, I want you to listen to what he said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God has given you a place for rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock, they may live in the land that Moses gave you on the east side of the Jordan. Who gave it to them? Moses. Find out who the person is God's put in your life to be his ambassador, his prophet, his mouthpiece, his funnel, his door, his window. Who's the window into heaven for you? Remember the word that Moses spoke to you about the land that Moses gave you. Although it's God's land, it's God's promise, it came through the vessel. Who's the vessel that has prophesied your success? Is it your pastor? Find out, find that vessel and tie yourself to them. Who's the Moses in your life? Who represents Jesus? The fivefold ministry, the body of Christ, your pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, an apostle, a teacher. The hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. They are the ones that give you the land. God anoints them. To get you the promises of God. What did Paul say? To find the scripture. First Corinthians four seven. Somebody go there with me. First Corinthians four, chapter seven. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Let's see what another translation says. King James, maybe. Try NLT. Let's try to amplify. Amplified says it this way. Who separates you from the others as a faction leader? Who makes you superior and sets you apart from another, giving you the preeminence? What have you that was not given to you? If then you received it from someone, why do you boast as if you had not received but had gained it by your own efforts? <laughs> I like that. Understand everything God's going to get to you. Almost, I can't, almost everything. I don't even know if I can say almost. Everything God's going to get to you in this life is going to come through people. I suppose he could bring an angel to you. 
But just about everything God is going to get to you in this life is going to come through a person. Find somebody who's already possessed the land. Find somebody that's currently possessing the land and tie yourself to them. He said, it's the word that Moses spoke to you and the land that Moses gave you. Remember, Moses didn't even step foot on the land, but yet it was his land to give. (laughs) That's deep. Now get this. Verse 14, your wives, your children, your livestock, they may live in the land that Moses gave you on the east side of the Jordan, but you must cross over. Type in the comments, I must cross over. I got to decide to get up. I got to decide to cross over. I must cross over. With your brothers, fully armed, your mighty men of valor, and help them. So he's saying you, but you got to be prepared for battle. You and your brothers, you got to decide to get up and cross over fully armed. Well, the Bible says in Ephesians 6 that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might by putting on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. You've got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the shield of faith, which quenches every fiery dart of the devil, the shoes of the gospel of peace. You've got all the armor that you need. And somebody once said, the reason why there's no armor on your back is because God never anoints someone that looks backwards. You just move forward. You just get up. You just cross over. And Isaiah 58 verse 8, it says, the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. While you've got the armor of God on your front, you've got the glory behind you. And you've got angels all around you, protecting you, keeping you lest you strike your foot against a stone. Remember the prophet said to his servant, for there are many more with us than there are with them. If you could see in the spirit, there are many more angels with you than there are enemies with them. If you would just get up and cross over, you'll possess the land. You'll possess the promises of God. Malachi 3 It says, starting in verse 8, that if we'll return to the Lord with our tithes and our offerings, there's a promise that the windows of heaven will be opened over our lives. The devourer will be rebuked for our sake. We'll have such a blessing that we won't have enough room to store it all. But we must decide to get up and cross over to tithe and give offerings, to possess that promise. And as you do, the promise is activated in your life. Remember, James said, faith without works is dead. That word works means corresponding action. Faith without evidence or corresponding action is dead. You should have a spirit of faith in you that rises up and says, I'm crossing over and I'm possessing the land. Corresponding action. It'll get you results. And it says that you'll cross over fully armed until the Lord has given your brothers rest as he has given you, and they also have possessed the land that the Lord your God is giving to them. Then you may return to your own land and possess what Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the east side of the Jordan where the sun rises. Jeez. That's deep stuff. God has anointed you to possess the land. 
And he's anointed you to take others with you when you do it. Moses wasn't alone. Abraham wasn't alone. Joshua wasn't alone. And maybe you're a Joshua right now. Maybe you don't, maybe you're not in a position to take people yet. That's all right. It means that you're with somebody who is. You tie yourself to somebody who God is currently using to move people into the promised land. And you'll never go wrong. Because when God is finished using that person, you're next in line. Praise the Lord. The spirit of faith. Faith to dominate in life. When you dominate in life, whoever the president, the president is, it doesn't matter. What the gas prices look like, they don't matter. Whatever's going on in the Middle East doesn't matter. Whatever's going on in the Ukraine and with Russia and China, it doesn't matter. Now, although these things are all going to be, they all fit into Bible prophecy, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you're standing on the word and that God's anointed you to be someone that occupies and possesses the land and that he's put people around you that will occupy it with you. When you get a hold of this and you realize that you're meant to be on top, I'll I'll read one more thing to you and then I'm going to pray for people. Go to Deuteronomy 28. Even if you know all these verses, it's good to water. You keep the watering process. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verses 1 through 14. Listen to this. Now it will be, not it might be, not it could be, not Lord willing. It will be if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all of his commandments, which I'm commanding you today. Then the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Above, not below. Not even equal to. If you'll obey the commandments of God, you will be seated far above the nations of the earth. And all of these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you listen to the voice of the Lord your God. So what's the prerequisite for the blessings of God to come on you? Number one, you must diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Number two, being careful to do all of His commandments that I'm commanding you today. Number three, You must be set high above the nations of the earth. Are you seated in heavenly places with Christ? Have you taken your position in the spirit realm? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you decided otherwise? A lot of people, they say, well, I know the Bible says that, but that's not my reality. Well, your reality has to be based on what the word says. The word says that those that are in Christ, he raised them up together with him, seated them at his right hand in heavenly places. You've got to be an individual that says, I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places. I'm not just a natural person. I operate in heavenly places, far above. And then it says, all these blessings will come on you and they will overtake you. If you'll listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Your offspring will be blessed. The produce of your ground. 
the offspring of your livestock, the increase of your herd, the flocks of your sheep. You notice everything. That word blessed means to multiply abundantly. Everything around you will multiply abundantly. You'll have 10 this year. Next year, you'll have 100. The next year, you'll have 1,000. The next year, you'll have a million. It'll just multiply. Boop, 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 boop. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. Verse 7. They will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you set your hand to do. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. What does it look like for God to command the blessing onto you? And as you're jumping on, this is how to dominate in life. Faith for dominion in life, meaning that you're taking territory. You're occupying. You're not being dominated. You're the one doing the dominating. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up and share it with someone that needs to know how to dominate. When the blessing is commanded on you, you will know it the same way Abraham did. God said, today, depart from your father's house and I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. He said, I will bless you and I will make your name great. How do you know that the blessing's been commanded on you? Are you living in abundance? Is your name being made great in the earth? Are people blessed when they bless you? Are they cursed when they curse you? If not, press in. Press God, occupy that promise. Say, God, your word said, this is a promise in my life. I believe I receive that promise. Remember, spiritual blessings and spiritual promises, although they're paid for in the spirit realm, they must be coveted. Paul didn't say, Make sure you go to youth group on Thursday nights and hope that God gives you spiritual gifts. And you can even ask for the good ones. No, he said, covet earnestly the best gifts. Fast, pray, get revelation on it. Tell God I want that blessing commanded on my life. And watch as God shows up. And he'll command that blessing on you. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and all that you set your hand to do. That's your savings account and your workplace, your side hustles. God's saying your stable income, your barns, I'll command the blessing on those. And anything you decide to do with your hands on the side, are you somebody that likes making money? You don't want to be a bum? You got some business ideas? You're like, hey, I'm going to make some side hustles. God will bless it. God likes, God commands the blessing on people that work with their hands, people that are diligent. If you're sleeping till noon, you're playing video games all night, you say all the right things, but you never put your hand to the plow, God can't bless that. He says, look to the ant, you sluggard. A little folding of the hands, a little resting of the eyes attendeth unto poverty. But if you'll rise up big on the inside by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Ghost, and you'll say, I know God commands his blessing on those that work diligently. I'm going to put the word in my mouth and I'm going to put my feet on the ground. I'm putting my hand to the plow. I'm moving forward. I'm getting up. I'm crossing over. I know God will bless me. You start operating like that and the blessing will come on you, even in your barns and all that you put your hand to. 
The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he swore to you, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Remember, the thief comes, the devil, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the only way that he can do that is if you give him an open door. The Bible says your adversary, the devil, goeth about like a roaring lion. He is not a roaring lion, but he's like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. The devil is looking to see if you've given him an opportunity to devour you. If you're lazy, if you're not a tither, if you're not a giver, if you're not living holy. He's looking for an open door to come in and steal your joy, to come in and steal the blessings, to cause havoc in your life. But if you'll close every door, if you'll allow the word of God to close doors in your life, Jesus said, the doors I close, no man can open. Those doors will stay shut forever. Verse 10, all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. The Lord will make you overflow in prosperity. In the offspring of your body. And in the offspring of your livestock. And in the produce of your ground. In the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open up to you his good treasure. The heavens. To give the rain to your land in its season. And to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations. But you will not borrow. The Lord will make you the head. And not the tail. You will be above and you will not be beneath. If you'll listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I'm commanding you today to observe and to do them. God's anointed you to be on top in life. God's anointed you to dominate in life. He's given you faith to possess the land. Caleb, when he was 85, he said he had a different spirit about him, a spirit of faith. He was 85 and he said, I want that mountain that God was promising me. Everybody else is dead. Everybody else is, eh, I'm in the promised land. I've got the milk. I've got the honey. No, Caleb said, I'm 85 and I feel as youthful as if I were 18. I'm getting that mountain that God promised me and my family. Understand it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. God's anointed you to possess every promise he's given you in this book. You just got to get up and cross over. And as you begin to occupy, as you engage in battle, God will show himself strong on your behalf and you will have victory over the enemy every day of your life. In Jesus' name. Well, I hope you've received something from this. Faith to dominate in life. You gotta dominate. You can't go backwards. You gotta occupy till Jesus comes. He's coming back soon. Very, very soon. I know that you're going to be someone that occupies in your generation. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, I want to pray for you. But before I pray for you, I want to give you an opportunity to give today. If you've been blessed by this message, if you got faith stirring in your heart right now, this is a way to occupy the promises of God. The Bible says a man that sows generously reaps generously. Whoever gives, it shall be given unto them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So if you have a heart to see this generation lit on fire with revival. These are the different ways you can partner with our ministry. These are the different ways you can help us get people into the kingdom of God. We're currently feeding 1,500 kids every month in other countries. 
We have 11 other ministries that we partner with on a monthly basis. And you can help us. You can help us to keep preaching the word. You can partner with us. You can join me in my vision to lead 200 million people to Christ. And these are the different ways you can give. You can give at Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way. You can give through Venmo at Revival Way. You can give through PayPal at Revival Way. Or my personal favorite, you can go to our website, RevivalWay.com. There's a link in the comments right now. And you can click Partner Financially Today. And you can become a monthly partner with us. On a monthly basis. Are you someone that spends $50 a month on Taco Bell? On McDonald's? On Dunkin' Donuts? On Starbucks? If you are, hey, no judgment. I've been there. But I would prayerfully, I'd ask you to prayerfully consider taking that money and also partnering with the gospel. And God will bless you for it. Amen. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. When you're a giver, God blesses you tremendously. You know, I had a, a buddy of mine. He had just started a business, a landscaping business. And he drove two hours ago. This is a couple months ago. He drove two hours to come and give me a $1,000 check for the ministry. Within two weeks, his business had exploded. And he had his first $15,000 month. And he's just gone up ever since. He said God's been blessing his business tremendously. So when you take your finances and you plug them into a move of God, God's hand begins to move in your finances. I've seen it in my own life. And what God has done for me, God will do for you. So I want to give people an opportunity here. I'll give you a second to give. Just ask the Lord. You could pray and say, Lord, what would you have me give? And you don't have to give any more or any less. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. Whatever number he prompts on your heart, just be faithful to give it. Mm. Somebody I look up to in the ministry a lot posted a video yesterday about offerings. I think it was a tweet. He also talked about it on video. And he said, people that take strong offerings are people that believe in the vision God's given them. And they know that people will be more blessed to give than to receive. But he said on the other side, on the contrary, people that take weak offerings are people that try to show false humility. And they make it seem like, oh, I'm so humble. I'm not going to talk about money. I'm not going to talk about how Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. If you want to donate, you can give us a dollar. You can bring some canned food to our church and help us give out backpacks this year. Does nothing for the kingdom. Someone once said it this way. You can give out backpacks, you can build houses, but all you're going to do is send people to hell with backpacks and houses. Men receive salvation by the gospel. So as you decide to partner with this ministry financially, you help us to preach the gospel. We're reaching, like on average right now, over 20 million people every month on social media platforms with the word of God. So this is a good place to plug into. I'm very thankful for it. It's by the grace of God. 100%. I'm thankful the Lord's blessed us with influence. And I thank you for giving. Our purpose here is not only to see 200 million people saved, but to watch Generation Z be saved. To watch God do a mighty move in this generation. Like no other generation has ever seen before. And I believe you can help us with that. And the promise is that when you plug your finances into the kingdom, 
God blesses your finances. So let me pray for you. On your device or whatever that you're giving through, pray with me right now, and God's going to do a miracle in your finances. Father, in Jesus' name, every person that gives today, I thank you ahead of time for their giving, and I partner with them in faith right now. I touch in agreement. Whatever they're believing for, let it be done according to their faith. Angels, cause the word to work. Cause the money to come and Satan take your hands off of their money. Bring in our harvest, angels. Money come to us now. And Lord, we worship you. We thank you. It is you that gives us the power to generate wealth. We give with a joyous heart, a prompt to do it heart, not out of pressure or compulsion, but because we love you and we love tying our finances to your kingdom. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this today. I've enjoyed this today. One more time, I want to give you an opportunity. It's going to be on your screen right now. Three days of glory. You do not want to miss this event. If you're in Texas, if you're in Louisiana, if you're in Arkansas, if you're in Georgia, Tennessee, if you're anywhere down south, even Missouri, we got people that are going to come from uh, Pennsylvania. Mercy is coming from Pennsylvania. This weekend, you do not want to miss out. September 2nd through September 4th, Labor Day weekend. Starting at 7 p.m. Friday evening, September 2nd, we're having three days of glory. I'm going to play a video right now. My pastor is going to explain to you what it is, and then I'll get you further details right after this. So stick around. Hello, everyone. I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church, we're going to have three power pack days full of faith, the word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord? For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there. Well, there you are. Pastor Stan said it best. These are going to be three days of glory, signs, wonders, miracles, power, and the joy of the Lord. So we thank you for your giving, and I'm excited to see people. If you want to get registered for this event, we're going to have the link for registration in the description below in the video. It's also going to be in your chat right now. You can go to fcruston.com. And when you go to fcruston.com, you'll see on the main page, it says three days of glory. You just click on that. It's a hyperlink. It'll take you right to it. And uh, you can just go to fcruston.com and pull it up if you can't find it. You can just click on the hyperlink that's on the main page, and it'll take you right to registration. We will have nursery for zero-year-olds <laughs> through three-year-olds Friday and Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, we will have all children's services available. So you don't want to miss it. If you're looking for a touch from God, if you need healing in your body, if you need a sign, a wonder, a miracle, maybe you just need an encounter with God and you want to be refreshed in the Holy Ghost. You better get to these meetings. You won't regret it. Praise the Lord. Well, I bless you in Jesus' name. If you want to register, you can click that link right there in the chat. And also, thank you for Margie for your giving on Super Chat. You can give through Super Chat as well for people that are just now getting a hold of this. I love you. 
I bless you. And uh, I'm signing off until Sunday. But Sunday morning at 11 a.m., we will have our live stream service for Faith Church Rustin. It'll be on my channel. So if you don't have a place where you're getting plugged into, if you don't have someone that's feeding you the word, join us at 11 a.m. right here on my channel. And Pastor Stan will give you the word of God. I love you, and I'll see you Sunday morning. Hello, everyone. I'm Stan Pody, and I would like to invite you to a very special meeting coming up called Three Days of Glory. That's right. September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, right here in Ruston, Louisiana at Faith Church, we're going to have three power-packed days full of faith, the Word, impartations, and the joy of the Lord. If you want more of God's presence in your life, or if you just would like to activate the gifts and call of God, come be a part of these meetings. Miracles will be in manifestation, the power of God, and did I mention the joy of the Lord. For more information, you can check it out on the screen, but I look forward to seeing you this September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for three days of glory. I'll see you there.